0: I.V.M. Welcome to a new episode of IVM Likes, I am Sharanya and today in the studio we have with us Naveen and Josh. Hello. Hi guys.
1: Josh is here. I'm so happy. This This is his first podcast appearance. Yes. This is
0: uh, such a big uh, special thing for IVM Likes. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Losing his virginity. (laughs) My
2: podcast virginity.
0: (laughs) Welcome to the studio Josh.
2: Oh, it's so beautiful.
1: Now can we hear your real voice? (laughs) My real voice.
2: This is my real voice.
1: and it's heavy as hell. Yeah,
0: it's nice. I like it. Thank you. Okay, so today we're going to do a quick round of recommendations, of course, of a book, a movie, and a TV show. And then we're going to get into a conversation about uh, our favorite stand-up comedy specials. Yes. It's going to be super fun. Uh, Let's start with uh, Naveem. Naveen's going to recommend a movie.
1: Yeah, so uh, in the recent past, I haven't really liked a lot of sci-fi films. Uh, Most of them have turned out to be so terrible. Uh, But Once in a Blue Moon, a good sci-fi film that really, like changes the game comes around and uh, so this happened with me in 2014 when I watched uh, two movies first one was Edge of Tomorrow hmm. and which was a great movie it's like Groundhog Day done in a yeah. new, new fashion so Star right yeah, yeah yeah. but then the next movie that I watched in the same day and this literally like you can't watch two mind blowing movies in one day but this movie blew my mind even more it's called Predestination starring Ethan Hawk and Sarah Snook and it's a sci-fi film about time travel, hmm. and that's pretty much what I'll tell you. Okay. Right? Uh, nope, I won't tell you any of the plot because you have to You have to relish this movie. You have to oh, really... Oh, okay, okay. It's an experience of a film which is massively grand in storytelling and so epic in that regard, but it's a movie that loses out so much. Like, you know, in terms of it was not released in a big budget uh, mm. platform or it was not given that kind of release or promotion so i speak to so many nerds who will talk about time travel but they don't know about this movie and i'm really angry with people for not watching so mm. i strongly recommend watching predestination it's a great movie it's it's so good that it'll be a epic in some years but not now it's like right now in the wow. making yeah
0: wow Tell me at least a little bit about what it's what happens. What are the what are the characters?
1: Okay, okay. So, what so their job. So this is only two characters. Essentially, the movie is run by two characters who uh, meet at a bar in New York, and this is around the time when there's like a bomb scare going around, and uh, the bartender is trying to be friendly with the customer who's walked hmm. in, hmm. and the customer is is, disgruntled, is like, he's disgruntled and very angry at like how how the the country's shaping up, and he's actually supporting the bomber, and these two guys start having conversation about like their stories. And the, the customer come in, The guy, he, he's rolling a cigarette and tells him that I was born a girl. Hmm. And then the movie really kicks off. Oh, wow. And they tell each other their past stories. And then they decide to time travel back to a time where something went wrong. And they try to correct it. But okay. as you know, with time travel, you never really get to right. correct yeah. the wrong. But right. it's just mess it up even more. Right. Mm. And uh, But the way it comes together in the end, though, it's, I don't know. I can't, like, <laughs> it's so beautiful. <laughs> Why can't more sci-fi movies be like this? All
0: better? right free destination. I always feel like, you know, when there are time travel movies and people will always ask you this question of mm. if you could do it, what would you go and do? And the azum- assumed answer is always that I have to go back and kill Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like that's impossible. I wouldn't know how to do that. Yeah, but
1: and why would you go to 1942? Like, yeah. of all time?
0: I mean, the, uh, the idea is that if you could save humanity from one big thing, if you had that power, that's, I mean, it's an incident that killed many, many then people. Then I
2: would
1: go to Noah's Ark.
2: I always think mm. of like Since I know all the hits from like the 80s If I play the 80s songs and the 10s That would interest me like. yeah. What a
1: self-interest Or start yeah. the flower power movement way <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So just like, kick off all that shit <laughs> Since you have a retrospective
0: yeah. Alright, next up is Josh Josh is going to recommend a TV show today
2: Okay, so the TV show that I'm going to recommend is Orphan Black this was recommended to me by my bandmate uh, Raya Becky Fernandez and this show is like it is science fiction but it's in a category i looked it up it's called biopunk
0: oh, okay so mm. this uh,
2: this uh, the premise of the show is essentially there are these clones of Ooh. this one woman and um, they all sort of start discovering each other like they've all reached the age of i think the late 20s or 30s and they all start finding out that there are these other clones of themselves kind of thing and one of them dies that's how the episode opens and then it sort of deals with this kind of conspiracy of how these clones came about, what research was done. Wow. But they have... I know that they consult, like, uh, actual scientists who actually do cloning and all the bioethics that deal with mm-hmm. it. So there's one one aspect is, like, the science sort of bio stuff. And the other is, like, the sort of sisterhood that starts building between the clones. And the clones are played by this woman, Tatiana Maslany. Yeah. Hmm. And she plays, like, nine to 10 different characters in the show she's literally in every scene man and each se- there's currently four series out the fifth season is coming out this okay. uh, this year but each season is like 10 uh, 10 episodes and it's just mad to see and her background is improv. And it's just mad to see How many characters she plays And how you just kind of Get into each character Yeah Even though they're all diff- Like they're right. the same person right. you know. But she plays it so well
1: Let's improv 101 as well To
2: imbibe yeah. the character and, yeah. So you know.
0: Off Black is a Horror thriller right? So
2: that's why. So horror thriller Science fiction Okay So it's it's got like This kind of murder mystery hmm. uh, Kind of thing But also like What the conspiracy is Like what organization Like approved right. of this Right Because there's one side There are these neolutions, Which are like these sort of um, Cultist hmm. Sci- hmm. Sort of Scientology type People, I guess, Hmm. and then on the other side, you have the scientists who, like, you know, were involved in the project. And you know, there's some
1: but I like how a lot of new TV shows are doing this now, like merging genres to create something, something it's really nice, especially
0: the science stuff, which I would never watch as as an independent sci fi, whatever, Mm -hmm. but as a thriller or anything else, I Mm -hmm. really enjoy
1: it. Even Doug Gently, for that matter, yeah, he came in with like time travel and science, but Mm -hmm. also had comedy, Comedy, yeah, Yeah, comedy, murder, and all that.
0: All right, thank you, Josh. Uh, now it's my turn. I have to recommend a book today, so I'm going to recommend a really old book that I reread this month called *The Handmaid's Tale* by Margaret Atwood. It was written in 1985. The reason I reread it is because um, next month Hulu has a TV show based on that, uh-huh. uh, so I figured I might as well like catch up. It stars Elizabeth Moss and um, Samaira Wiley from Orange is the New Black. And it's, it's a really interesting story because it's kind of dystopian in a way. Uh, it's based in kind of the near future mm. where uh, a military dictatorship has taken over. There's no democracy and human rights are of no value at all. And women rights are practically uh, just non-existent.
1: That's Syria. too.
0: Yeah, Samara. I mean, that's what it's near future. It's oh, not really. It's totally possible present. that it could be now.
1: Present day
2: Syria.
0: Right. Um, they have really the women have specific roles, and most of it, like the person we are following, the handmaid's tale that we are hearing, mm. is this handmaid called Offred. Offred because she literally is off Fred, as in she belongs to this oh, commander oh. called Fred,
1: and she's oh. only used for
0: reproductive purposes. Like he has a wife, okay. but the women handmaids are just for reproductive purposes. Wow. Uh, and if you are barren, you are pretty much an unwoman. You are not allowed in society. Older women are mathas who run the domestic, uh, you know, houses and they take care of like the cooking and stuff. And we're following this girl called Alfred, who basically is trying to deal with this life that she's, she used to live in like in the 20th century. Mm. She had a child, she had a job, she had a husband, she had a house, Mm. and all of that's taken away. And now they have to like adapt to this new future, Mm. where they have no rights at all. It is, I know it sounds extremely bleak, but it's actually not Mm. in a way because. Uh, it is a little bit hopeful because even though they live in this situation um they still find small ways to rebel mm. you know whether it's uh, stealing a fashion magazine from the wife or like smoking a cigarette secretly or like getting butter for breakfast and then saving it so they can use it as hand cream because like cosmetics are banned
1: mm. so these wives are given so more privilege than the, the wives leaders. actually have
0: no they're just wives by name okay they're not they don't have sex with their husbands they don't have any real value except mm. that in name okay they have no work that is But, and these, the Handmaids and the Marthas, they're not allowed to talk to each other. They have a special uniform. Mm. Um, So every time they, like, they talk to each other, it's like, it's literally uh, rebelling against the system because you could be arrested. Anyway, so the book, *A Handmaid's Tale, ends with an academic memoir that's, you know, written a hundred years after this, this society has now, doesn't exist anymore Mm. and people are doing research about it. So from the future, it seems to be, I'm assuming that she did survive because she writes memoirs that Mm. are found many years later. Okay. Overall message in the end, of course, is that the regime did fail and the and the women and the human spirit did survive. Mm. But it is still fairly bleak because it doesn't seem that uh, yeah, it doesn't seem that impossible now mm. that a, a whole a bunch of people would lose their rights entirely because it seems to be happening yeah, currently. Yeah, so it, yeah. it it feels really close, but it is still dystopian. I read this book many years ago, so when I reread it again for because I wanted to watch this TV show, so I could mm. remember all the characters. It just felt like oh my god. This seems so Still real and so now and so yeah. current. Uh, but it's a great book. It's a really short book called *The Handmaid's Tale* by Margaret Atwood. It won the Booker Prize. Mm. That year, at least
1: yes. I know now when shit goes sideways in our country. No, I want I can, to read it. Like maintain a journal myself. So Definitely like, maintain a journal. Somebody find it. Anne yeah. Frank did it. This girl did it. So I'm like tweet, tweet now. Maintain for, a tweet log. Yeah, for the world to
0: see. Sometimes, like, I feel like the in, like just tweeting or like putting out photos of your own life is such <laughs> an act of like strength and rebellion. rebellion like yeah. I can care about myself Precisely. and it's fine. I don't care about Yeah. I, I still have the right to say this. Yeah. Correct. Which is very nice. Even Nobody, a selfie
1: is like just a yeah. expression of
0: myself. Yeah, being it's like, really nice. I enjoy my face, so yeah. I put it out. Such but, a like, validation yeah. yeah and it's a good
2: it's a good record also man. Like yeah. you know how you get those Facebook memory things. Yeah. Right? yeah. So it's just you don't you forget all the stuff
0: you yeah. done like four years ago. It's That's interesting. True. I, th- I think about this a lot. Sometimes when I look at like my old photo uh, hmm. folders to like organize or delete something. I've taken so many selfies. But I just feel like this is so nice. I really liked how I looked at that day. Yeah, I really enjoyed yeah. my face yeah. and my body and it's nice. And there's a tangible memory attached to yeah, that photo. So it's, nice. it's, it's
2: always a good thing. And honestly, self portraits have been there for. So people who are doing it just took forever, yeah. that's yeah. Correct. Yeah. But
0: yeah. the thing is, is the selfie culture is kind of considered vain.
1: Yeah. But that's But
0: it's actually not. I feel what, like that's such an yeah, empowering the kings thing to would just do. Like, it, and
1: now the plebeians can also do it, so the kings are angry. Like how yeah. can they also get <laughs> the, the portrait? Right. We got that's a class right. one, our hands <laughs> man, She. All
0: right, so Josh recommended um. Off in Black, black. Yeah. Naveen has recommended he Predestination, he and I'm recommending The Handmaid's Tale. Let's take a quick break and come back, and then we'll discuss our favorite stand up comedy specials.
1: Hello and welcome back to IBM Likes. Uh, Joshua, Sharanya and I are talking about stand-up specials in the second part of the episode. Hmm. Uh, usually what happens is I'm a stand-up comedian myself and I get a lot of new open micers who come to me after shows. They ask me like, what should I watch? What should I watch in comedy? And I'm and I'm like, curious as to watch they have already watched and I ask them, what have you watched? And they tell me about a bunch of Indian stand-up comedy specials and uh, I think that's not fair for an aspiring stand-up comic or for anybody in general to get a gist of what comedy is about yeah. and what it's like you have to really go out there and watch the talent out there Like you know, yeah. because UK and US and Australia have been producing comics left and centre for many years now mm-hmm. and there's some great names out there that we miss out on George Carlin you say Wanda Sykes Eddie Murphy uh, Jim Jefferies then you say Bill Burr you say dang so many, many good ones I know there's so many stand-up comedy is
0: such a nice evolving culture yeah. that's like just gets better and better yeah, yeah. Yeah, really so uh,
1: so now we're going to talk about our favorite stand-up specials. Yes. We'll do one that we recently watched and one of all time that we really enjoy. Sure. So let's go with you, Sharanya. Oh
0: me, I don't think I have an all-time favorite, actually. Hmm. I don't think I've, like, I've always watched stand-up, but I've never been a follower of, like, stand-up specials hmm. till I think I had the access to do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the first that I remember actually being excited about release was Louis C.K.'s Life from the Weekend Theatre, which is such a great stand-up set. Uh, but in the past couple of months, I watched a few that I really loved. Uh, one of them is John Mulaney's Comeback Kid, oh, yeah. which I really enjoyed, and that was so funny. Also, another one that I that I was obsessed with last year is Bo Burnham's Happy.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, it's a musical set that you he can't does. not like
1: Bo Burnham. It is so good. So and It's dream. one of those
0: really. It's kind of again really sad but really funny specials. Mm-hmm. Uh, he sings a lot of songs in it. Uh, some songs are so deep. I'm just I'm always caught off guard when comedy gets too deep. Even yeah. though I know that um that is the that's kind of the base of what comedy is, so that it's human so, conditions and so. but I'm always like every time somebody some comedian does like this really funny bit and then there's some really deep Excite amazing insight it. I'm yeah. just like wow that's right yeah man and that's uh, what I
1: admire Boban for yeah, that matter because yeah. like you see musical acts you see comedy acts yeah. and then this guy's combining them and then taking the dark side of the comedy yeah. as well mm. and he's multitasking so beautifully if
0: you don't want to watch the whole special I recommend at least watching his Kanye rant song yeah. it is one of the most <laughs> like the use of light and sound and just him singing is so beautiful Kanye
1: would approve yeah <laughs> yeah,
0: definitely in fact like when the stand up set came out mm. if you went to Boban's website it opened with just like one question: Are you happy? You could say yes or no. And I just felt like this is too difficult a question. I cannot <laughs> answer this. Um, another one that I really enjoy that I watched uh, recently is Neil Brennan's Three Mics. Hmm. I thought initially I thought it was a little gimmicky the idea of it because it uh, he he has three mics on stage. One is for one-liners. One is for um, his stand-up set, and one is for just deep emotional conversations. The one-liners are okay. The stand-up is okay, but that deep stuff is really good the emotional stuff is really good he talks about his dad and his family and it's genuinely like he switches so fast between the three that it's uh, it catches you off guard but it's also really really good um, and I just finished watching last night Mike Birbiglia's new comedy set oh, yeah. called uh, Thank God for Jokes I love, the, I love awesome. the poster really as well yeah Very it's nice really good I think if I'm following comedy and if I'm following um, comedy movies, I would really follow Mike Biglia because he does so many. There are comedy insightful special ones. Yeah, like yeah. his movies are all about comedy. Yeah.
1: and he made like a good movie on stand-up as well as, as on, on improv. improv. Yeah, Sleepwalk like, with Me, right? Yeah. there's a stand-up
0: one. And then
1: there's Don't Think Twice for the Don't improv. Think Twice yeah. is the
0: one with improv, which is really nice about how an improv group breaks up when one of them gets too successful. Mm. Uh, just nice insights into comedians and comedy.
1: <laughs> just is nicely looking at me like a smug face. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. I your, feel your like his, his biography is coming. Yeah. <laughs> I have arrived, Josh. Yeah, here it comes.
0: <laughs> All right, okay, Josh. Tell us what you like, man.
2: So, recent uh, stand-up comedy show I saw was Ali Wong. A mm-hmm. uh, friend had come over, one of uh, again Becky's friends, but she was talking about um, uh, I can't remember. It was something about not being able to differentiate between homeless people and hipsters. <laughs> there was some really good bits. There. And she's pregnant throughout the set. Right? Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. pregnant. She throughout talks
1: throughout. about yeah. like having to have this baby in her stomach. And yeah. It's yeah. really
2: it's really crazy all time I would say there are two stand-up specials I can think of one is the there's this Bill Bailey special called part troll mm-hmm. that was actually I think the first stand-up special I really yeah, watched I and um it was just amazing because it had you know it had uh, he had the big screen behind him he had the music yeah, yeah. and then the surrealism and all that and it was just like I'd never seen anything like yeah. that and it was like a full-on show you know mm-hmm. yeah. so it's like a one-man music show and he was also there was a lot of political stuff because at the, at the time Bush was president so mm. that was also interesting to see how he mixed that in
1: Bill Bailey is very insightful yeah. and like yeah. again like like Boba yeah combines music and theatrical effects too. and a lot of satire and yeah. Yeah, that, you know? yeah,
2: like he really takes a poke at like a whole range <clears throat> of issues as well I remember he was poking fun also at this uh, supermarket chain called Argos hmm. where you where you whether it's a place where you go look through a catalog you pick what you want and then they bring it on like, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's so weird that and the other stand up special I can think of is the this one you know, the Richard Pryor Live and Concert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah I have seen that that's, one. That's a famous one. That's yeah, a, yeah, that's, that's really like, that's definitely. That's you
1: know. him at the, the the peak of his career. Yeah, yeah. But
2: definitely, the, that one inappropriate joke in that thing is the one about <laughs> the Chinese man stuttering. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's the, <laughs> like, that is but the. But you only... know how many f- comics in India have become famous by copying material from that set? Really? It's not even funny. I, would, sure, I would drop I'm like sure. five sure. names right now. I'm I had but no I idea. Bilba is someone who's uh really an inspirational comic. Because he's outspoken, he. But if he brings ideas, he backs it up with mm. credible humor. Mm. And uh, so his new special, Walk Your Way Out, is a classic example of how he reinvents himself again for the new special. It came out right before the elections, like mm. right around the elections. Actually, he recorded before the election. He didn't mm. know what's going to happen. Trump or Hillary? He's like, yeah, F- them both. <laughs> both shit people. Like he's just screaming at how Hillary is shit and Trump is shit. And he's like, we're. In the- Situation. and he's screaming and he's angry and it's, it's classic Bilbo mm. there's an entire bit that he does about how like he's figured out how to deal with overpopulation mm. he's like just sing the cruise liners like look at the people look at the people who are going on cruise liners those people are not in a hurry to go anyway <laughs> <They're> just <laughs> kill them by the millions and uh, then sh- we have a balance <laughs> <isn't>? <laughs> This guy has no rush To make decisions in his life He has no like Flight to catch or anything He's That's got a true. He's,
2: got
0: That's a true. He's, he's already reached Like the most relaxing Possibility yeah. of life yeah,
2: He's not so, doing He's not being productive uh, not being a productive yeah, person. So,
1: yeah. things that he can say can be jarring but also like really yeah. beautifully put together. Mm. Uh, Bill Burr is someone, and, and I'm so angry because of the fact that people just knew him after Breaking Bad, you know? Yeah. Like he was on Breaking Bad, and that's how people promoted him when he came to India. Yeah. Oh, like you've I seen know. him on Breaking Bad, now see him yeah. live. No, <laughs> watch his stand up comedy first and then that's see him live. That's true,
0: oh. that's true. Tell me something, as a um, stand up comedian. Hmm do you prefer sets that are literally just one guy, spotlight on me, here's my mic or do you like ones that have like, you know, sketches and like, have like pre-videos and like a little... No, I was
1: actually going to bring this up and because we were talking about Bill Bailey and Bobanam yeah. who have musical instruments yeah. and lights and theatric and yeah. yeah, it's fairly heavy production. But I personally just want a spotlight effect. Okay. I think for one reason, basically being that every art form has its own
0: uh, logistical, you know, yeah. advantages. Like, yeah. you know, if
1: you have music, you can play something and yeah. then the audience is marveling at the fact that you're playing a guitar so beautifully but when you're doing comedy it's a real evaluation of what you're saying and you get a real reaction for that one hour for one person to be holding that entire thing together the entire crowd's audience's attraction is on that person attention is on that person and he's keeping it together and only his words are doing that That's and that, that is power for me I think that is just something beautiful it transcends uh, you know it's normal true, normal theatre or normal anything yeah.
2: honestly I think with comedy also part of the marketability of this is because you only need like a mic a mic yeah, you, know? yeah.
1: you just have to show up is yeah. there
0: a stand-up special you guys were disappointed in? I mean I feel like now that we have your the Netflixes mm. I watch so many and then I abandon some of them halfway through because I feel like it's just not it's not going where I want it to go Or I'm not expecting Whatever it is That it's supposed to give me I just don't get it I think one was the one That won an Emmy last year Pat and Oswald For Thank You for Clapping Yeah Which I started watching Because it won an award And I was like I, I've i never seen it And I've never seen uh, Oswald's comedy hmm. But it just was not like But
1: his earlier specials Were hilarious I, I just Maybe it.
0: I just don't get it Like there's so many comedians This is the one he like, talks
1: about His wife's death Yeah in this? Yeah, yeah. But just, people have loading. I see you like to watch all the emotional stand up comedy <laughs> No, no, shows. no,
0: that's not true at all. All, all. the
2: emotional ones, That's not true.
0: true. That's not at all true, guys. <laughs> but that is true. I do like some deep comedy because I yeah. feel like, how did this person make me feel like this? This is amazing. Uh, that's what's amazing. She wants
2: to come crying after the
0: comedy <laughs> show. <laughs> But uh, no, nothing.
1: Deserve, like what happens is in the co- comedy click, right? Like if something's not good, then they tell you. Se only mm. the comed- comedian friends will be like, "Don't watch this. It's not worth it." So I know when to mean, watch I mean, to be it. fair,
0: like there are comedians that I outright do not like, hmm. even though lots of my friends find them really funny. And I'm, I'm not saying that they are not funny. I hmm. just don't like their comedy. Like yeah, Andrew Dasgupta is one of those. Who? Anthony I Justin just Lick. don't like Justin Lick's comedy And know. all my friends Love his special because so much Because he's
1: dark And edgy and
0: I just don't find I it even, edgy even I don't like him I, I just don't find it edgy It's not I don't know who this person is he, He's the kind of guy Who would basically say What is then Making fun of The shooting At uh, the movie theater Of people who want To see that movie hmm. And be like You know Other than the shooting how is the movie And when people Call him out on that He'll just be like uh, well, those people shouldn't be on Twitter right now anyway. Mm. Some bullshit. Are. And it's like why you could just keep your mouth shut, no? For two minutes.
1: He
2: sounds like a troll.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, he does his comedy is kind of like troll comedy. Yeah. Nah.
1: He's suave looking, he's smart, thin, Caucasian. So, yeah. Twink. But, anyways, we, who are we to judge? <laughs> yeah, <that's true.
0: laughs>
2: But it's interesting troll comedy because do you think Billy Eichner is a troll comedian? No. No,
1: no, he's, no. he's original. He's got his own voice. But, but has got a good, a really good troll comedian, I would say. Yeah, but then he, he kind of trolls he people He like, entertains. Yeah,
2: it's because not. Because I feel like Graham not,
1: Norton can be a bit of a troll. See, it's content.
0: not trolling no. to be mean. It's not, yeah, not trolling it's not to be incensive. It's just trolling to be really cheeky about the character
1: He's playing a game. That's all it is. Yeah, I
0: don't think they're the same level of. Of
1: trolls. Now mm. if you see him next to Conan, now you'll realize how much mellower he is because yeah. he lets Conan have the spotlight, right? Mm. He's that kind of comedian who won't interfere in your thing, but when he's running the show, he's, if he's running on the streets. He's actually full running, on, right? full on out there. Mm. Uh.
0: All right, that was our episode of IVM Likes. I hope you guys had uh, fun. Thank you, Naveen and Josh.
1: Thank you, Sharanya.
0: <laughs> that was that, great. I'm, I'm glad. You, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Josh. <laughs> If you guys have any uh, stand-up comedy specials that you want to recommend to us, please find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We are IVM Podcast. And we'll see you next week.